Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Scumbags, this is the Scummy Mummies Podcast, with your hosts, Ellie Gibson and Helen Thorne. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies Podcast. I am Ellie Gibson. I am Helen Thorne. And our guest today is the wonderful Marie Gentles. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No, thank you. Thank you for coming here. Now, Marie Gentles, you've written a book called Gentle Guidance. What came first? Did you change your name to fit with the title <laughs> of the book? Or, yes. What we're hoping for you today, from you today, Marie, is, I mean, I say gentle guidance. To be honest, I could do with a firm hand <laughs> when it comes to many things, um, but also parenting. But you're here to help, aren't you, Marie? I am here to help. Hope and not putting too much No, no, you. it's not. Please help us, that's what I'm saying. Please help. I've been doing this for 11 years and I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing, Marie. What the fuck? Guide me gently. Uh, so I'm, I'm trying. It's a play on my surname, obviously. <laughs> Hence the gentle guidance. But um, it really is about the fact that there is no perfect way to do parenting or to raise young people. Oh, thank God. And so it's just gentle guidance. You can take it or you leave it. But if you choose to take it, a really strong statement here, I promise you, you will see some form of progress in one way, shape or form. Wow. So seriously, you're saying that if we listen to you, we will be better parents. (laughs) Is this like a money back guarantee? Because what what do I get if that does turn out not to be true? It's still broken. Can I get a refund? I need need a metric. I'm going to need Liz will drill down on that perhaps. How long will it take? Is it just until they move out and you're like, yeah, they're fine. Okay, they're bye. Bye bye. Well, the thing is, if I'm being really honest, is that I always talk about the fact that there is no end. I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. I'm God, sorry. I'm going to be this tight forever. <laughs> but <laughs> stop worrying. Oh. A, a huge, huge, huge part of parenting or supporting kids is about understanding that you can't keep striving for this perfect ending or this perfect way for them to be. Mm. Then you're always going to be disappointed or feel like you're falling short. Yes. yes. Is it wrong though to strive? for anything like I would say if I'm being honest I would say I do strive I strive for my children I don't care how much money they earn and all that stuff I would like them to be not even happy I would say I'd like them to be content some of the time that's what I strive for in my own life I'd like them to have the joy of having their own family if that's something they want to do and Uh if they don't also all that blah 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 and I'd like them let's be honest, not to be on drugs or have serious mental health problems, yep. um, mm. which is something in my family, you know, some of my family members have experienced. And I'm, I strive to steer my kids away from that path. Is that even possible? Yes, yes, oh, yes, thank yes. Gosh. And it's good. It would be strange if you didn't strive for these things. Mm. It's good to strive for these things. It's just, it can get a little bit heavy if every single day for the rest of your child's life, you feel a sense of, are we ever going to get there? Because then, how do you enjoy your kids? Like, fully enjoy your kids. Are you, you supposed know? to enjoy them? Yes, you are. It's I'm possible. A, I thought it was endure. No, it's enjoy. Okay, fine. Enjoy. fine, fine. We've, We've been doing it all wrong. Ah, oh, I misheard in the NCT. Enjoy. <laughs> right. Excellent. Excellent. I'm feeling better already. <laughs> I'm gently so better. Gentle. Oh, so gentle. And yet firm. I'm really enjoying it. Oh, look, let's go back a bit, Marie. Tell us a bit about who, who are you, Marie Gentles? So I qualified as a teacher 
20 years ago. And then I did that for a while, worked in the mainstream setting. Then I went over to work in a more specialist setting with children and young people with emotional and behavioural needs, which I loved. And I worked with all these young people who others said, you know, oh, you've never seen one like this before. Oh, I'm not sure about this one. Oh, I'm not sure if we can get there. And every single one of them made some form of progress. Really? Everything, all at different rates. It all looked different, but every single one of them. And then I was like, we can, we can do this. We need to spread the word. How do we do it? So I set up some, what was called nurture groups in one of the London boroughs. And it became the success of these kids coming to the nurture group and going back to their mainstream school. It was quite successful. So that's, I ended up getting an OBE for that. Um, and being recognised um, from the government for that as well, which I Amazing. didn't expect, and who, obviously that wasn't who, the motivation. Who put the sword on your head? Is that what you do? Is that <laughs> yeah, the sword was, on the head? It was so surreal experience. Do it really do was. A, do they do you a sword? They did. No, they didn't actually. <laughs> but they did. You had to do a curtsy, and, and I was like, oh my God, I'm a curtsy and right. Um, you had to stand in the right position. I guarantee you weren't as shit as Liz, Liz Trust. No one is as shit as Trust. Liz Trust. Is, is that, that her Liz? She's a Liz Trust tribute act. <laughs> You've forgotten her name already. Oh, she was here for a blink. Yeah. 42 days. Sorry. <laughs> who, who gave you the sword? Princess Anne. Oh, she's a good. Oh, she's yeah. my favourite. Yeah. She's my favourite. Yeah. I'm keeping so. very quiet. I know we I all know, know how you feel about the roles. Yes, and I, don't wish, mixed opinions. <laughs> I don't wish to spoil this moment. Don't wish to spoil this moment. Um, where you enjoyed an honour bestowed on you by somebody who wasn't elected. Well done, congratulations <laughs> to you. That's marvellous. Um, did you? What, what was? Was it in the palace? Was it? In the it palace? was. Yeah, it was fab. What was the toilet like? <laughs> well, very grand. It actually wasn't at no, all. Just, it wasn't. Just uh, the general. What were the toilet. sandwiches like? Were they good sandwiches? Well, yeah, I suppose very small, but mm. yeah. But well, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We'd like to know where our money's going if it's not on fancy toilet paper and sandwiches. Just saying. If Marie Gentles didn't get to wipe her ass on silk when she went to the fucking palace for her OBE, then what's the point of any of it? She might have had to wipe her own ass, Ellie. Oh, oh God. Anyway, sorry. I feel Sorry, but possibly digress a bit oh. from your very important work. So you got an OBE, whatever, yeah? <laughs> no, it's fine. We have different opinions. It's fine. Um, She's so gentle about it. <laughs> it actually genuinely is fine. Um, and so, that, but that, the reason I say that, though, on, on all seriousness, is because I just wasn't expecting it and I wasn't looking for it. But it was mm. nice to be recognised for the work of, for these kids because these are the kids that often are kind of no one really sees or you they're only recognised when they're doing something really wrong or being excluded or no one knows what to do with them so for me it was all about oh my goodness this is amazing that people are now under, wanting to understand these kids in a different way and not just write them off can I I'm, I'm fascinated by like I'm trying to picture in my head what you do because I think it's amazing genuinely. I know, I've been very facetious about your reward but I think Fine. it's astonishing Fine. And I'm, but I, because like I, when I think about it, I think I'm trying to picture it. Like, so let's say you go into this room with this child who you've been told no one else can get through to, and they're a nightmare. Like they're properly like setting fire to shit and eating print <laughs> yeah. sticks all day. Yeah, been there, know. obviously. Yeah. I'm yeah. not joking. And you know, whatever, sniffing the dust off Pringles tubes. I don't know what the kids are up to these days. I don't know what they're into. Um, where do you start? Like, what do you do if you go in that room and that child just throws a chair at you or whatever? I've had that many times, by the way. Oh, God. So- <laughs> Anything else? Quite a bit. Just thinking about it. Bingo. But, actually, a lot of what I do now is about working with the adults around the child to prevent that even recurring in that way in the first place. However, if I do do, which I don't as much anymore, kind of do that one-to-one work, the first thing I do is think about that young person beyond the behaviour that they're exhibiting. So why, what are they trying to communicate through this behaviour? So if they've thrown a chair, obviously and understandably, that's not acceptable. But for me, it's about what does that, what does it mean? Or what, that's anger, that's frustration. Well, why are they angry and frustrated? Why don't they know how to say they're angry and frustrated and they have to show it through throwing a chair? So it's about looking, I can look now, now, took a while, yeah. but now I can see a child and I can see them for who they are and then the behaviour is like a separate thing and that's what we need to work on because the child themselves are amazing and they and then, always are always and then do you say that to, do you say like I see you're angry or whatever or do you say what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> as I do say why are you throwing a fucking chair at me <laughs> if I did I don't think I'd be sitting here <laughs> that's right yeah that's yeah. right we've got different jobs Marie <laughs> so although one child years ago did say to me your name shouldn't be Miss Gentles it should be Miss Rough and I was oh, like oh my god that's actually really good <laughs> because I'm putting firm boundaries in but no but what I do is I will say to them 
I will just, um, I'll, say, I'll never address the behaviour. So I'll never say, oh, I can see you're throwing a chair at me. I'll say, I can see you're really angry right now. And if we need to make that situation safe, then that's what we'll do first. Mm. But I can't allow you to throw the chair. That's unsafe, whatever. And then outside of the time when they're not that heightened, right. that's when we do the work. And often what happens, and I've got a phrase, which is no blame, no shame, because everyone's just doing the best they can. And we're only human. But no blame, no shame. Often what happens is in the moment when a child is all over the place, we're trying to be like, what's wrong with you? Or you should have known better or calm down or what do you need me to do? I've been there many, many times. But actually that's just just not the time to do it because they yeah. they in that moment they're just communicating. I don't know what the hell's wrong with me right now. This is just how I feel and I don't know how to communicate that. So that's our job as, yeah. as adults to be like, well... How can I understand this behaviour as a communication? Mm. I I need guidance about this because I, you know, things get heightened when you're tired. They, they bring their homework at like mm. 10 o'clock on a Sunday night. And I, I don't know how to not be cross. Yeah. Like I can't be calm. I can't be gentle, gentle. I can't. You can, you can. <laughs> teach me, teach me. You've known it for 12 minutes. <laughs> it's never in the moment I always say you can't well not you can't but it's better to be preventative than reactive right and so in the moment any human being and I, this is my job and in I'm t- the other day I was so tired and I was so frustrated when my son said something to me in his miserable voice and I was like well, why do you have to be so miserable you know mm. and I and I and even though I knew the reason long story but anyway yeah. the point is you it's about prevention rather than reaction so okay. it's about and I know this the word well-being, it sounds all very soft and nice, but it's so, 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 so important when you're looking after, caring for, supporting young people. You've got to, I see it like a glass. So if you're really full and then something happens, you're going to spill over. But if you're less full, then you've got more capacity mm-hmm. in a moment to deal with that, that child. So you've, yeah. you, I know it's a classic one, but you've got to, got to create the space for yourself first, daily, every single day. Mm. And then in the moment, it can look different. Yeah, and then that space can look because we've talked about that before about the thing about putting the oxygen mask on yourself and like some of the feedback we get is, but I I can't do that. I've got two jobs, or I'm a single mum, or I've got four kids, or all of those things. Mm. Like, how do you how do you carve out that space? I also I always tell people about my mum. She's in the care home now, but for five years she lived with us she only went in care home a year ago and I was looking after mum we were a full-time carer got the two kids doing a full-time job as is my husband like we were busy a lot going on and the reason I say that is because I literally the same way as every morning you might be like right you would not leave the house without brushing your teeth for example so prioritize something in the same way even if it's for a couple of minutes so even if it's like a cup of coffee in the morning Mm. or a few a cup of coffee in the morning um whatever it is that consciously be like this is my time and what happens after that is you create that space on a daily basis I will not leave this house without those couple of minutes in the morning when I haven't got the kids around my ankles for this time for me and then what you'll notice over time is if one day you didn't do that you'd really feel genuinely feel different throughout that day you'd be like what's going on because you started to create literally can't go into all the science it's too complicated for this right now but you literally almost like the way I describe it is create space in your brain Mm. um and that helps you to to kind of come down a little bit like the glass analogy I was talking about so you're not as emotionally full for when you then do have to deal with kids Mm. there's always something you can do you don't have to do that whole hour run every day if that's not realistic you can literally do three minutes in the morning I'm gonna have this cup of coffee by myself that's my time and just start there Mm. that's what I did and that's yeah. how I ended up managing lots of things all at once. Can I can I can I paint a picture? Like yeah. My my kitchen table is always covered in shit. Like always. So <laughs> every day I have to like push some back so I can like maybe have a bowl of cereal. Or it feels a bit like that as an analogy. Like sometimes you've got to clear a little bit of space so you can work. Yeah. You can actually function. I'll never have a clean table because I'm just not that guy. I'm just not I, I've never seen what a whole table looks like. Um maybe when it came from the shop. But then we ruined it. Um so but well, it does she comes like, to her mind she thinks it's a bed she's like what's this for I don't understand I don't get where's the sheets oh, where's your piles of paper where's like receipts where, where, where are the sharpies that are dead but we haven't thrown them out because we just put them there um, you know where are the 3D glasses from that film you went to eight years ago why aren't they there oh god I've been looking for those it's oh like, god <laughs> that's actually a really good analogy actually I have to say because sometimes what people do they're like oh my God, I've got this table which is full of stuff and yeah. I need it to be clean and it just or empty and it just feels so overwhelming that then you don't do it and you feel like, oh, I haven't done it. Because if you create a tiny space, 
that yeah. feels doable. Yeah. And then in a few weeks, oh, create a bit more space. That feels a bit more doable. And so on and so forth. And that's yeah. what that's what real progress looks like, rather than these big leaps and jumps that leave us feeling like a failure or I can't yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah. I think like with so many things, it's about balance isn't it and to continue with um this analogy which i'm really enjoying i am like generally not not now if you've been in there but generally <laughs> i like a clean table yeah. it makes me feel calm it makes me feel i like a clean table but then i'm sort of at the other end of the spectrum so i can go wrong in the other way where i'm like right the table needs clearing and then i can't just shove it all to one side i start going oh i'll go through that enormous pile of paperwork and then well oh i'll fill out that form actually <laughs> and then oh i'll send her a birth that birthday yeah. card oh i'll do that and next thing you know i've done like five tasks perfectly but i have run out of time to do the hundred tasks that i could have done quickly and had a bit more space on the table so i fucked it basically <laughs> totally understand but again that's another really good example but that's also what we've got to try and teach our kids and they will learn the most from what they see from us so if we're asking them to do something they feel so overwhelmed or it's too big or it's too much then they're going to be like just forget it or have a Mm. meltdown or whatever whereas if we can say well you can do this bit this week and then this bit next week or whatever but if they see us doing the same thing best way to teach them yeah yeah. way better than talking um speaking of talking i wanted to go back to what you were saying about kids opening up right because my kids so my kids are eight and eleven right the the little one never shuts up anyway not a problem very happy to tell you what his problems are what his issues are complaints concerns all of the time (laughs) um the the other one um, sometimes I do struggle to get him to mm. um, open up. I can see that something's bothering him and I, I find it, he will tell me in the end, but I find it hard to kind of get him there yeah. and I don't, it's not the time or the energy to, you know, and, you know, yeah. I, try, I try to and I try not to look frustrated, but <laughs> like, I sometimes wish there was like a magic phrase or something I could say or do just to, to get him to tell me what's wrong. Is there one? Mm. I'm so sorry. No. Shit! <laughs> Get out! I'm so sorry. <laughs> You've wasted everybody's time, including your own. There is no magic phrase. <laughs> and actually, it's funny because I've got two children and, my, and the two are very different. So my son was very, he was quite quiet, kept everything in, didn't want to talk. My daughter, like, just doesn't stop. And what what's really important is that we've always got to look at the whys behind everything the whys behind behavior including our own so often if there we've got a child who's not saying something actually often it's bothering us probably more than it's bothering the child interesting and, yeah, and yeah. sometimes we have to think about well, why do they have to say it right now and of course please don't get me wrong if there's you know sometimes there could be more serious things going on and you know that's all important to say however sometimes every single child just doesn't want to just blurt out what's wrong there and then and that's fine and so all we can do all all we can do and should do for them is create a space so they know that they can come and talk at any time and as long as they've got that because lots of kids will problem solve for themselves and other kids will problem solve by looking and observing and others will you know you have to ask a question then they might answer but actually, if we try and pry it out of them, you're never going to quite get what you want in the right way anyway. Mm. So if you just if, if they know that you've held a space for them. So I always use an example of a very simple one. But often when kids come in from school or wherever and um, I've done this many times before, no blame or shame. But um, and then we're like, how's your day? I just do this to my son all the time. Like, mm, I don't know, I can't, what did you do? I can't remember. And I just get so annoyed and frustrated because I want to have this nice conversation with him. And then after, well, now what I advise people is just, just don't say that because actually that's about me. I, mm. That's for me. I want that conversation. You can say, I'm really happy to see you. So good to see yeah, you. That's and then, it. And then it's not a question. They don't have that pressure. And then they know that's always there. You've created that foundation. Yeah. As you're saying that, I'm thinking, yeah, I, I want, when I, if it seems a bit upset, I want him to tell me what it is so I can fix it. And yeah. then I can just tick it off my list and yeah. I don't have to think yeah. about it anymore. Mm. Yeah. That's about me, isn't it? It's about your clean table, Ellie. It's about your clean table. Let me tell you about my mother. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Three hours later. Mm. Now, when I was going to ask, actually, because, you know, your your background, um, from what I've read about you, you came from an amazing kind of mixed... You had, like, foster siblings yeah. and things like that. So you came from... well. Tell us about your upbringing and how that kind of influenced the work you're sure. doing now. Yeah. So my mum, she, sadly she's got dementia now, but prior to having dementia, she was a foster carer. Mm-hmm. So we had lots of foster 
kids in the family. Yeah. But then my mum's got a lot of sisters. She's got like six sisters. So she also, her three of her sisters were also foster carers. One of my aunties actually adopted two of the foster children. Wow. So very inclusive. Um, but we love it. Absolutely mm. love it. And so I kind of just grew up and this was just the norm. It was just the norm. Where do you think that came from, that impetus to be? Because it's, it's, it's not that unusual to be a foster carer. Yeah. Yeah. To have that, that much of that going on in one family. I think... My mum's side of the family is quite big. So my mum's got, she's got a couple of brothers, but she's got more sisters. And they all grew up, my mum's the eldest. And so they all grew up fairly close. And they just love this feeling of family. Don't get me wrong, I do too. It's a bit much sometimes. But I do love it. <laughs> so that bit quite. We all love our kids. We all love our <laughs> kids. We enjoy and enjoy. <laughs> but, uh, so we kind of grew up in this. And when my mum and her sisters grew up, they were very much like, they were friends with each other. So they yeah. had other friends, but it was all about family, family, family. And so I think that, I don't even know how it started. I don't. Even, I think one of my aunties was the first one to want to foster. I don't even know why, if I'm being honest. Um, and then we just loved it. And then the kids just did so well in the family. Then my other auntie was like, hard oh, like, And we just loved it. And just seeing the kids come in. And don't get me wrong, it was not easy. Like, mm. there was, you know, a lot of ups and downs. But just seeing these kids being able to come in and feel what it felt like just to be in this kind of large extended family... Oh, yeah. there's just like, there's just nothing like it. But I love that you had the, that's the kind of person you are, is that you had the empathy to see that as a child, whereas I know some children would yeah, find true. it very difficult to have another child true. move in and, true. and let's be honest, take at least part of their parents' attention and, and love. And, you know, I mean, I struggled with having a little brother. I don't know what I've done. <laughs> my parents have gone, and these four children are moving in, uh, share your toys. <laughs> but then I think, if I'm being really honest, like when I was younger, I won't say who, but I've, I've actually put this in the book as well, but... Um, I was quite severely emotionally abused by someone very close in my family. And so growing up, I was always that I kind of retreated. So others others might be like, you know, act out and I retreated into myself. Mm -hmm. And so as I retreated in, I observed from a really young age, I observed so much. And I don't know how and I don't know why, but from a really young age, I somehow got through all of this. I just somehow understood this is about you and it's not about me. I don't know how. I can't answer that question, sorry. Yeah. But I just somehow understood that. And then I was really observant. And so when I saw these other kids, um, I kind of, I looked at their behaviour and I just, I don't know how or why, but I just kind of saw, that's not who you are. That's not who you are. I think there's something else like behind this. But I didn't think of it like this when I was younger. But I just had this kind of instinct don't know why mm. don't know where it came from for me really honest and is that so and is that sort of what sort of drove you into teaching in the in the first definitely yeah definitely you... definitely i always do i wanted to work with animals or children sometimes it's hard to really tell the difference <laughs> i mean i mean it's hard to choose isn't it yeah depends so, on the yeah. animal yeah stick insects i could easily handle 30 or 40 of those I reckon. fine completely uh, as opposed to a three-year-old who's had too much haribo i mean i'll take a stick insects all day mate please <laughs> yeah yeah it's a dilemma <laughs> <laughs> After doing um, work experience at school in the vet, I just like, like forget it. It's like, oh, I'll just go to the kids. Yeah. Um, the kids don't but... bite as much either. <laughs> like, Not as yeah, scratchy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, but then as soon as I got into it, just literally in my first year of teaching, um, I just had, the, I don't, I, I just don't know. I just had this thing for these kids. And I, I was, I was working in a Catholic school in my first school and uh, so there wasn't many like behavioural issues yeah. and so I was like oh this is really nice but then that, that, the frightened of the Lord yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah and then but there was a few kids in the school you know a bit more lively you know at that time I didn't know anything else we all like, know Whoa. what you mean by lively, lively. <laughs> we all know what yeah, lively means yeah. yeah. and I was just drawn to these kids and I just thought to myself they're just so misunderstood. And then a lot of the teachers would send these kids to my classroom. And then mm. they were like, well, what did you do? Like, how did you get them to do the work? And I was like, at the time, I was like, I don't know. And then I really started thinking about it. I was like, ah, it's because I've actually listened, like actively listened without not, not listening to respond. I actually listened. But I also tried to understand what that behaviour was communicating without taking it personally. Mm. God, that's really, really brave. And it's really, no, it's really <laughs> full on because I think, yeah, it, it's hard not to take things personally. Yeah, it, it really is. is. It is. Oh, but wow. I think from a younger age as well, I think now I talk, now I'm older and I talk about, you know, that well being. I think because of the abuse I suffered from really young, it took, I, I had to learn really quickly 
how to look after myself. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I think I think that's what I kind of carried through, and then I wanted to then show that care to other other people and other kids and I didn't really want other kids to feel like I felt and even though I went in on myself I knew that it's the same thing whether you go in or whether you act out you know everyone's got feelings that sometimes they don't know how to process or talk about and I was like I don't want other kids to feel like this so how can I help them Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And then, so the psychology element of your career, when did that, that come along? That came along when I went to work in the pupil referral unit. So that was really interesting. So I had... Can you explain what that is? Of course, of course. So pupil referral unit is a provision that, like a school basically, but it's a provision where children who are struggling at their mainstream school, maybe at risk of exclusion, will come to the pupil referral unit for a period of time and then they're supposed to integrate back into their mainstream school. They go back into the main population. They go back into the mainstream school. And so I went to work there. I didn't quite know what I was signed up for when I first went there. It was just closer to home. And I thought, this is good because I just had my daughter. (laughs) So I really didn't know what I was signing up for. So you had a newborn and you were working pupil Wow, okay. It was, I'm not going to lie, it was full on at first. My first wow. <laughs> I'll never forget this first boy I saw. He was like, he looked like an angel. He had like blonde hair, like these big blue eyes. And I was just like, oh, this is just not going to be too bad here. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> then I saw what I, what I was dealing with. What were you like, dealing Whoa. with? I mean, I don't know what happened because I was walking around. This is when I was just viewing the place at this point, And I don't know what happened. I just heard a scream and lots of people scurrying towards this child thrashing about throwing off furniture swearing and I was like okay wow he's, be interesting. Yeah. here we go Marie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. oh, so that job on the checkouts of Sainsbury's still available because oh. Oh, this is a lot of work so I wasn't sure but I ended up loving it <laughs> loving it. and that's where a lot of the psychology came from because I because you you have to think beyond the behaviour you've got to and you've got to think beyond they're doing this to upset me because they're, they're not I promise you mm. they're not yeah. Are you able, now that you've had all these years of experience, are there particular behaviours that would indicate, you know, because I know when my, yeah, eldest is being very snippy and angry, mm-hmm. but actually she's feeling very sad. And yeah. I've learned that. She's yeah. not, she's angry. Anger is the, the sort of product of yeah. her... Yeah, it's like, I know when it. you're very snippy, it's because you're hungry. It's yeah, like we yeah. all work it out. Yeah, <laughs> after a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very hungry, yeah. Sometimes, I mean, there's not a perfect formula. So sometimes you're not sure. But so I always say that, Sometimes I'm not sure, but I always say that even when you're not sure, just the knowing of there's always something behind this. So I talk about thought, feeling, action. So the action is the behaviour, and so the thought and the feeling come come prior to that. So often what happens is we see a particular behaviour and we want to respond to that behaviour, but, but the best way to respond is to try and, and if you can't figure it out first, it's fine, but to try and think to yourself, what, what feeling and thought preceded that behavior and often it boils down to fear or worry or anxiety you know those kind of general ones and if you if you can grasp that then first of all you feel different in how you respond to them and you Mm. don't think oh they're just being miserable to me or whatever yeah and you can then respond differently but then you can also support them differently so when one of the 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 one of the best 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 ways is what i call um connection time or attachment time 
oh it's just honestly it can transform things for these kids like, i cannot stress it enough and you everyone's busy and everyone's doing different things and even if you can only manage five minutes a week to start off with but it's consistent your child doesn't matter what age they are knows it's coming and it's something you know you're not sitting there going right we're gonna have this time now and you know we have we to will do have a good time. time like it's not I, like i not have actually like said that. things oh, okay. like that before like i'm going <laughs> Mummy's home between this time and this time, and I've got gigs two times this week, and then you're going to your dad's, and like, we're going to sit down and have pizza, and we're going to really have a really good time, and that's it. I'm like, yeah. why are you ruining this? This is the happy time! And then oh, me, and, me and Pete are the same. Right, I'm in Lowestoft on Wednesday, and then Birmingham, we're going to have to have it off on Friday, but not till I finish my stream. <laughs> yes, exactly. This is why I say no blame, no shame. <laughs> it's fine. We've all been there. Put it in the calendar. It's fine. <laughs> really casual and you've got to be this is why you've got to look after yourself because if you're really full and you're emotionally full and then the kids are like oh, I don't want this stupid time with you you're going to be like well why not this is the only time I've got this week why are we having fun <laughs> exactly <laughs> why don't you want to spend time with me <laughs> just don't understand <laughs> exactly yeah. but if you can reduce that fullness you'll start to see things from a different perspective so one of the first chapters in the book is all about perspective mm. and actually let's be really honest which young kid of any age really, really wants to spend loads of time with... I don't want to spend loads of time with my parents. And we forget that when we become parents. And we're like, but why don't you want to spend... It's not personal. Oh, They're just hurts, growing. They've hurts. got different interests. Their perspectives are completely different. Mm. You know, sitting watching TV with you is not the highlight of their week. And mm. it's all right. It's okay. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what should we be doing in that attachment time? Is watching telly all right? Yeah, it like, is. Do we have yeah. to do a, do a thing? Whatever. Every single child is different. So I've known some families who have done cooking, some families who have just gone for a walk with the dog, um, some who have just, like, depending on the age of the child, like, just on the floor playing Lego with them, playing some, some friends, like, oh, I've, I've gone on the video game. I've done it. I've gone on. <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever works for you. You know your child best. No, you so I've gone on the video game. Yeah. Like, I've done, done a line of coke just to join the party. I just, I just did it because everyone was doing it. They just talked me into it. I'd be oh, now I can't sleep. I've done, gone on the video games again. Oh, I couldn't resist. But, but even if, because some, some parents will say to me, but I've tried and they just aren't interested. And I say, just hold the space for them. Just hold the space. Even if you, even if you say, at this time, every thursday whatever you know this is a time where mm. we can and they're like i don't want to do it don't be like we're doing it now you ha- don't do that okay you know okay <laughs> just hold the space for them be like yeah. it's all right but this time's all this i'm gonna keep it here and even if you have to do that for weeks on end mm. just hold that emotional space because it's all about so what, you the let them go off and do it so say you've got a planned activity and they don't want to do it you yeah. just go fine and you do it yeah. on your own or you don't you just let them go off and yeah absolutely anyway. and just and if they come back and they want to dip in then it's fine you hold that space for them Okay. Because I think often what happens is we lose the the point of it. So the point of it is about the feeling. It's about mm. the feeling of connection. And but if you if you force your child, they're not going to get the feeling. And actually, what you want the reason why so many kids love playing on the video games, for example, because it makes them feel good. They feel connected. They it's fun. You know, you and actually, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it feels good. Yeah, That's yeah. why they do it. Mm. And so parents often say to me, "Well, how do I get them off the game?" And I said, "You've got to try and think to yourself, what else can they do that could create a similar feeling?" That's why they don't want to come off the game because it feels good to them. Mm. You know, so it, and it doesn't mean they have to come off and never go on again. You can say like, "Right, we're going to do this for." 10 or 5 minutes and then you can go on the game for 45 minutes or whatever you choose to do um, but just remember it's all about the feeling but you've got to be alright first they've got to be able to look at you and you have to look like you want to be there and you yeah. want to do it that's why you've got to look after yourself because if you okay. don't it won't work do you have to fake it if you if you not no, that, no I'd rather you didn't fake it right. what would be better that's why preventative is better than reactive so what's better is if you do your daily well-being mm-hmm. literally honestly I cannot stress this enough it's so powerful and then in that moment, you're going to be better placed to be genuine, to feel a bit more relaxed and so on and so forth. Um, so when it came to writing the book, just to go back to the, mm-hmm. to the book, let's be honest, there are a lot of parenting There's books a lot. out there. Yeah. I've read at least one and a half. Um, <laughs> what, <laughs> what's different about this one? I think... For me, the main thing is about, so there's so many brilliant things out there and there's so many fantastic strategies and ways to do things. And that is excellent. Please don't get me wrong. But often what happens is 
People try to put strategies in, professionals, parents, carers, they put these strategies in, they're like, we need different strategies, they're not working. And I always say, it's not about the strategy, it's about the mind behind the strategy. So behaviour support is a mindset first, it's not a list of strategies. So you can have a list of strategies and it could work for one child and not work for the other. It's mm. not the strategy that's not working, it's the mindset behind the strategy. Mm. So if you're feeling really tired and frustrated <coughs> and you're trying to put that strategy in, it's not going to work. If you're feeling much better and you do the strategy, then you're going to see it differently or or your perception as well. So it, it, to me, this is all about the bit behind the strategies. And of course, there's strategies as well. But it's about the, how to do this long term and not just be like, oh, I need to do this for a few weeks. And oh, now I need to do something different. Yeah. You know, you could, there's things here that you can do for a lifetime and not just with kids, but with adults as well, if you choose to. So the strategies are things that you have seen work in practice. Literally. And, but you're saying we just yeah. basically have to have to be in the right mindset and, and yeah. then do them for a fucking long time. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah, sorry, but yeah. But, but what I would say, though, is that over time, this is what's happened to me, it's taken a long time, but over time it just becomes a way of being. So, I, so for example, there's a really, really basic strategy, which is a language one, which is thank you, not please. So if you're, if you're saying to a kid, please, can you just stop swinging on your chair or... Please stop doing that. When you say please, that's a request. So in their brains, it kind of goes, mm, I might stop swinging on my chair, I might not, maybe today, maybe I won't. When you say stop swinging on your chair, thank you, and you do thank you, it becomes an expectation. So their mm. brains have got less time to be like, oh, I might, I might not. It's not completely foolproof, but it's really powerful. People love mm. doing this one. Oh, and then, good. <laughs> they really love good. it. Good. They love doing it. So there's, it's just like little things like that. Um, now has just become the way I speak now. So it's just become, so at the <coughs> beginning, I was like, oh my God, please, thank you. Can't remember which one to do. When, but you, as you practice it, it just becomes it's just how you speak. It just becomes, so you're not trying to remember everything. It just becomes a part of who you are and just how you do things. Mm. Now you're saying that again. I'm like, oh, so so I've got lovely Inga. She's looked after my kids for like five, six years now while we're fanning about with our nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's amazing. And like, they love her, but also like they do what she tells them. And like, I'll come in and like, the shoes will be in the shoe cabin. I'll be like, what? You're a witch. What are you, what are you doing? But now I'm thinking about that. That's right. I, I, I can hear her in my head going, shoes in the shoe cabinet. Thank you. Whereas I'd be like, please, can you put your shoes? For God's sake, please. I have asked you and asked you. For fuck. Yeah. So, yeah. shit. Try it. Is better Try it. It's really powerful. <laughs> I know that's that. It was yesterday. I was I was very tired and I was trying, and my son came home and he was watching YouTube really loudly next mm-hmm. to me. I'm like, Hugo, um, I, I, could you please not watch YouTube next to mummy? I'm very tired. And he kept watching it and then he kept watching it and, and it was all like, and I went, shut up! And then he just went, what? And then it was, I was like, oh God, I'm a terrible person. But it just, it was, I was like, I, it just went from like zero yeah. to a hundred because yeah. I I just sort of snapped it, which I was I'm not proud. I'm very well, I'm very we're proud. human, you know. Yeah, no shame, no blame, mate. Exactly, we're only human. Yeah. It's fine, and that's yeah. where preventative rather than reactive comes in. So if you've got a recurring situation or a situation like that, you can do things like right. If I now know that that's potentially going to happen, you you pre-plan it prior yeah. with kids. So mm. things like putting the shoes away or whatever. It's like well, when you come in, you're going to put your shoes that like boom boom. They're going to do this, but you talk to them about it. And another time when they're feeling good, everyone's in a good space, yeah. and this is going to be our routine. This is what we're going to do. And it doesn't have to be perfect, you know, but just generally. And in, kids will fall into that. And then you don't find yourself in, in the moment. Don't get me wrong, you're going to have to repeat things. Their brains are still growing and developing. You have to repeat things. It's just part of growing up. But once they know what to expect, then they can react and respond differently. And mm. um, talking about YouTube there, I wanted to talk about screen time. Oh, because because yeah. uh, it's a big one. It, certainly in this house, it's the thing that we argue about yeah. the, most, the, the most, to be honest. And again, children are different, right? So the little yeah. one, he's actually not that bothered and he can go a whole day without, he sort of forgets that screens yeah. exist because he does have a shit. But the big one, like, oh, it was bad enough with the bloody iPad and then it was the PlayStation, which is sort of my fault because I'm a gamer, right? But then now it's the mobile phone. It's yeah. like, and I, it's a daily struggle. Like, mm. do you have yeah. any nuggets of wisdom well, for I mean, with all that? Yeah, because the first thing is, and this is where the mindset comes in. So the first thing is we have got to understand that it's different for them. Mm-hmm. So this is where the perspective comes in. So the reason we think like that is because when we were younger... For confidence saying we've all done. Yes, yes. <laughs> when we were younger, 
you know, I didn't, I think I had my mobile phone at like 17 or something, my first phone. 17? Like that, so embarrassing. 17? I know it's embarrassing. I know it's embarrassing. No, no, no. I was in my 20s. Oh, good, oh, good. Okay, good. No, no, no. I'm a student. Okay, no, 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 you're a young um, lady. So I didn't have a mobile phone to then. And then I remember like, if I saw my friends at school, it's like, see you tomorrow. Like you don't speak to them when you get home yeah. Yeah. or in the holidays, see you after the holidays unless you played out or whatever. Um, so for us, when we're looking at our kids or kids of this generation and we're like, why well, not? they don't know any different. They were born into this. So the first thing we have to remember, just so we can respond in a different way, is that this is their norm. And we can tell them it wasn't like that in our day. They really don't care. They don't care. Mm. It might not have been like that in, in, in our, our day, but this is their day. Mm. So the first thing is to understand that from that perspective that this is their norm. And so for them, it's one of their main ways of feeling good, feeling connected. The games these days are amazing. Uh, you know, you used to do a game, love right? it, love they're, it. Yeah. they're amazing. And so for them, it feels really good. And so that's the first thing we have to understand and we approach it differently. And then just put, we can then put some boundaries around it. So, it, but we have to have something else to get, to give them that same feeling that they get from the game. So it can't be like, you're going to come off the game at this time and then, oh, well, you just have to figure out what you're going to do for the rest of the evening. Try to think to yourself, what, what else can we do that may potentially give them that feeling? And sometimes they have to learn it because they're so used to the phone and the gadget and all of these. It gives them an, an emotional, genuinely, and a feeling of emotional, um, almost emotional safety, I'd go as far as saying that. It's, it's really comforting for them. Frustrating for us, but comforting for them. Well, I, I can understand that because it's it's comforting for, for me, isn't it? Sometimes if you're having a bit of a stressful figure or to have a five minute break and you yeah. look at photo, Facebook and maybe see a nice picture of someone's baby for a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I can get my head around that. And I think I'm interested in how much content is available to kids yeah. as well. Because when we were little, not you, because you're, you're about 24, but oh, when Helen and I were little, <laughs> you know, we did only have like four television channels and stuff like that. And yeah, if you wanted to, to watch a film, you mm. went to the yeah. news agents yeah. and you rented one film. Yeah. And that yeah. was it. And, yeah. you, and the choice was what they had in the news agent. So I'm trying to get my head around, for my kids, like they have instant access to Everything. literally any entertainment they, mm. could, they could want and of course it's tempting of course that's more interesting than doing a yeah. fucking jigsaw puzzle with their mother <laughs> yeah which was you know i did loads of stuff when i was younger but i didn't have much yeah. else to yeah. do this yeah. is it this is it and i think obviously it goes without saying you know all of the you know you've got to try and do all the kind of parental safety stuff you know check the phones and all this kind of stuff but also aside from that utilize what i call the language of choice so you're giving, you're in control, but you're providing them with safe control. So you can say things like, if you want them to cut down on the time, you can say, right, you know, speak to them in a time when everyone's okay, you know, one's stressed and emotionally full and everyone's fine. And say, look, you know, we're going to cut down on this time a little bit, but what do you think? Do you think we should cut down by 15 minutes or whatever minutes, 30 minutes, but don't give a choice that if they choose one, you're going to be like, oh, why did I give that choice? Yeah. You've got to be happy with both. Then what happens is they start to feel like they're they're like, oh, okay, I'm in control here, even though you ultimately are. So I do this all the time. I use the language of choice. And what happens is when you're trying to get them to do something they don't want to do, they actually feel like they've made that decision. And then in that time, it can be like, so what do you, what do you think? What do you think you can do in that reduced time? Yeah. What else can we do? Should we do this or this? Or do you have another suggestion? And you'll be surprised. They, if, I if am they, surprised. They I have done that. And like, my son's gone... Oh, half an hour, and I've gone. All right, then that's fine. Thinking, fuck me, I was gonna go for nine minutes. I've got shit to do. I've got shit to do. Fucking hell. <laughs> this is why you've got to think about the choices. You've got to be really happy with what you provide. And if you don't want them to come up with something wild, you give the two choices, but just make sure you're yeah. happy with whatever they choose. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I do feel better, Helen. How are you doing over there? Oh, good. I'm, I'm just thinking about, um, because it's the summer holidays coming up yeah. and I get the kids half the time and they're going to Australia with their dad. And, and, and I was like, so what do you want to do for the holidays? And they're like, I don't know. And so I'm thinking, why didn't I just suggest like three things that I've already... I already yeah. want to go to but like run by me a bath yeah. make me a cup of tea <laughs> <laughs> or let's play the silent game but they yeah I know exactly but they Hugo was like oh I want to go to Iceland I was like no that's too expensive 
It's like, no, but you should say, yeah, 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 we're going. Then take him to the shop. It's <laughs> <laughs> very strong branch in Peckham. That's probably maybe. about three years of therapy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Pack your bag. Maybe Just pack not light. Pack the light. Capra bun's good, actually. It's... Got a very strong section of Greg's products. Oh, very good. Right. Very good. Also, the King Prawn Alfredo. Highly recommend. Anyway, now back to the podcast. Oh, now I want pasta. <laughs> yeah, let's go down Iceland's after this. Yeah, good, good. Well, I think we're pretty much wrapped up here. <laughs> Um, uh, so yes but anyway so your book is full of all this fantastic I mean it's full of Marie you've listened to this podcast listener who doesn't want more Marie oh my god just come around my house I I feel like I'm very much purged I just sound like I'm shouting all the time which I am (laughs) that's why you feel like that yeah you're welcome yeah Uh, so yes what day is your book out Gentle Guidance it's on out on the 22nd of June 22nd of June excellent highly recommended Mm. Um, now we do like to end the podcast with a scummy mummy confession Um, I'm going to go first because it's quite topical isn't it so when you came into my living room which I've lovingly tidied for you Marie to give the pretense that I've got my shit together and that I'm a nice clean tidy person (laughs) Mm. quite pleased I've got some fresh flowers in there lit a candle (laughs) earlier all of that and then she came in and we were sitting down I was like oh I'll go and shut the door so we've got a bit of privacy because the builder's here and uh, he, he's a very good parent he doesn't need to listen to this shit <laughs> and, um, and as I did that uh, first of all my son's guitar fell over and then there were two filthy child's football socks just mm-hmm. crumpled mm-hmm. in the corner mm-hmm. of the room thus exposing me as a scummy mummy but I think you probably knew that anyway <laughs> Matt yeah. to be honest uh, Marie do you have a confession for us? well yes I've got a little story for you so this is when my daughter was a bit younger god so she is like i said she's very different from my son so she's very outgoing and uh, when we moved into the house when we were looking around the house that we're, we're we live in now um it was on the it was online but we walked past and my husband was with us so i was like oh are we the guy was in who owned the house at the time I was like please please can we just come in i swear we'll only be five minutes and it's like i've just freshly painted everything and our daughters were quite young that time. I said, she's so good. I'll hold her hand. She won't touch oh. anything. I promise. Oh, you know, and I was like, you know, I, I, this, it will be fine. So we went on in, holding my daughter's hand. We were looking around. She's like, I've got, I've literally got 10 minutes. I've got an appointment. I was like, honestly, we won't be any longer than 10 minutes. I promise you. Quick look around and we'll, we'll contact you through the agents. So we went upstairs, had a look around. I literally let go of my daughter's hand. Oh, no. I'm not kidding you for about two seconds it felt like and I heard the almighty scream and I turned around and she put her head through the banister and it was stuck the painted banister no no and she was screaming and my husband was going get her head out and I was like don't worry darling it'll be fine he was like I've got to leave in a minute (laughs) oh god this is chaos and um, we ended up being there for about an extra 35 minutes trying to decide how we're going to get her head out of the banister Sorry. So he missed his appointment. Oh my god! Oh my god! And she's coming in. I felt so. Bad. And you were like, we I, went, better we better buy this fucking house. I better buy this fucking house. No bother. No bother. Oh, is the house you bought? Oh my god! Kids will be kids. What can you do? Oh Absolutely. my god! Did he take some money off because you had to have new banisters? Like, oh. <laughs> but she's all right now. She's not still there. Absolutely you like, fine. We're never going to get her out. We're just going to have to buy the house. She's just going to have to live there. Yeah. yeah. Where we are, at the end. pot it one end, sandwiches at the other. It'll be absolutely, oh, absolutely kids okay. are unpredictable, you know. That's how yeah. they are. That's one word for it, isn't yeah. it? Unpredictable, yeah. that's what we're saying. Yeah, <laughs> oh, there oh. we go. Helen, do you? I, yeah, I have a, a just basically this is Helen being a shit parent uh, podcast, but um, yes, yesterday I was meant to go to an award ceremony and the drink started at five, mm-hmm. but my daughter doesn't get home till five and I'd been away for a few days. And I said to her, I said, Listen, I'll wait till you get home, and you know, I just want to spend like, even if it's 10 minutes, I just want to see you, I want to give you a mm. hug. And Matilda's like, don't worry about it. Like, go to the awards, you know. And I was like, no, no, I've missed you. I want to be a good mum. <laughs> anyway, she comes in at 10 past. I'm like, why are you so late? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to these awards and what shoes should I wear? She's like, I don't know. She's like, I need to do a poo. I was like, but I don't know what shoes to wear. I can't use the Uber. Where's my makeup? And I just was insane. They're like, just go. I was like, no, I want to have really nice time with you. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, she's like, why did you bother? I'll see you later. I was like, fine. It was such an honor. Oh, I, like, I could be drinking for free. And no, but I'm having quality time with my teenager. She's like, seriously, mum, why did you? Why, why have you done this? I was like, 
Anyway. <laughs> so oh, I've learned my lesson. So oh. we're having a Chinese oh, tonight. Um, and everything will be better with some, some crispy duck and noodles. And I'll make it better. And I'll stop. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Do, that, that's does going mad. to restaurants that you really like count as like attachment? Yes. Like, wicked. Anything, slash, anything slash that you can enjoy. Anything. Yes. Well, anything. Come on. This, this okay, it's within reason. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's, that is true. Awesome. Yeah, probably don't give them a whiskey. Yeah. Um, oh, well, there we go. We've come to the end of the podcast. I don't want it to end, Ellie, but it I must. Don't. Oh, it's been so lovely. So Marie I has to go back and oh. help other people. She's, She's like Mary Poppins. Guide. She's just going around, gently guiding the whole of Britain. Uh, if you could do some work on the fucking government, that would be amazing. Yes. Can you gently guide them to Oh, my compassion. Oh. Uh, that would be lovely. Thanks so much. Um, anyway, oh, let's, oh, don't get me started. I, well, I shan't start ranting yeah let's do some admin instead excellent well um everyone should buy marie's book obviously um available online at bookshops all the things obviously and then we're going on tour ellie we are so many places all up and down the country Tunbridge wells in july oh that would be wonderful wimborne basingstoke taunton Bath, oh, I love going to Bath. Stroud, very yes. happy about going back to Stroud. And there'll be shows in Catford. Watch this space. And North London, North Finchley. Yes. So yeah. So we're we're doing a few gigs like in June, July, and then we've got the summer. We have a little break in the summer, but tickets are already selling really fast for the autumn and the Christmas shows. And they do sell out the shows. They, they do. do. We do not all of them, but no, a lot no. of them do. And um, so yeah, get your tickets now. Scummymummies.com for all that jazz. Yeah. We've got a shop. I mean. I think someone bought a T-shirt the other day. That was quite exciting. Yeah. We made a good pound seventy-four on that. <laughs> yeah. After shipping and Business. costs. Business, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Still waiting for that call from Alan Sugar. Uh. Uh, but at least we have stopped making a loss on the mugs. Um, anyway, so... <laughs> that's where we are thank you so much Marie it's been so lovely to have you until next time bye bye Um, I feel like a better parent already Helen do you yeah yeah. all in the mind start there thank you Um, do you mind if I just pop out for a few days? Would you mind staying here and Do gently guiding? Oh, I would be very pleased to. Oh, I love these kids. Hello, get in the They're car. Really go, go, go. <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.